Today on CityCast Philly, the Citizens Police Oversight Commission is supposed to be an independent watchdog, keeping the Philadelphia Police Department accountable to city residents. But since its creation in 2021, the commission has faced scandal after scandal. Most recently, an investigation by Axios Philadelphia found two commissioners had billed the group for thousands in expenses that might not be allowable under Philadelphia law. It's Monday, October 2nd. I'm Laura Benshoff, filling in for Trinae Nari. And here's what Philly's talking about. Isaac Avalusia, you're a reporter at Axios Philadelphia who's been following the Citizens Police Oversight Commission closely in the past few months. And you recently got a hold of some records about the group's finances. Can you tell me what you found? Sure. So it was actually a months long project uh, to get a hold of some of these financial records. They were invoices that showed that two commissioners for the Citizens Police Oversight Commission, Rosara Thomas and Hassan Bennett, had been billing the agency for thousands of dollars that were outside the parameters of city law. And these invoices that these two commissioners submitted were actually for, in in Ms. Thomas's case, they were for trainings and then for some non-CPOC related events. Got it. And CPOC is just the acronym for the Citizens Police Oversight Commission. Correct. Okay. Like what kind of events? I was curious what they were billing for. Yeah, the way it works is that the commissioners get a small stipend, $125 per meeting and hearing that they attend. Just to be clear, this commission to date has not held uh, a hearing. They have only held meetings. So some of these other non-sanctioned events, so to speak, they were counting as meetings. Both commissioners were billing for trainings. And then in Ms. Thomas's case, she was also billing for non-CPOC-related events that were run by other agencies, such as the NAACP and the ACLU. Uh, now, the city law is very plain. It only allows commissioners to bill for meetings and hearings that they attend. There is nothing in the language that uh, specifically enables commissioners to bill for anything other than those two things. Got it. And I think it might be helpful for you to just explain what do the commissioners do? What does their day-to-day look like? Okay, they run this watchdog organization, right? But what's their role? CPOC is broken down like this. You have a staff that's led by an interim executive director, Anthony Arachi. They do the lion's share of kind of the oversight and, and producing of reports and that stuff. The commissioners are the oversight over the staff. So they hold, by city ordinance, two meetings each month, a regular commission meeting and a town hall meeting. And they're much like what a city council body is. They're a form of checks and balances over the CPOC staff to ensure that they're doing what they do on, need to do on the daily and producing reports and other measures that truly hold the police department in Philadelphia accountable. Got it. And did other commissioners bill for similar things? You know, how much did these expenses stand out to you? So you had two commissioners by and far who were charging uh, the most of that agency. They accounted for roughly 60% of the funds that were paid out to the nine commissioners 
you know, it's one of those cases that I look at it like this. It's kind of principle over paper. Hmm. It's not a lot of money in the grand scheme when you think about Philadelphia's budget, $6 billion a year. And we're talking about between the two commissioners, Ms. Thomas and Mr. Bennett, they counted for about 11000 of the $18,000 that was paid uh, to commissioners covering a year span starting from May 2020 to mid-June of this year. Not a lot of money, but the, the point here is it's principle. If you have commissioners who are supposed to be the watchdog right. of an agency and they're billing for things that are outside the parameters of city law, which is well-defined, it's a question of who is watching the watchdogs. Isaac, as a part of your reporting, you spoke with the two commissioners, Rosara Thomas and Hassan Bennett, who invoiced more than their colleagues. How did they explain the payments? Their explanation was that they felt that the language in the ordinance, the city law, was unclear. And they pointed to an email that was sent to them in March 2023 by Interim Executive Director Anthony Arachi, in which he stated that trainings potentially could be billable, but he caveated that and said explicitly, that's not official guidance, and I recommend that we get a formal opinion from the law department. Now, none of the commissioners went on to ask for that formal opinion from the law department before billing for those trainings. So from their vantage point, they feel like this is an unclear measure and that they were entitled to bill for those things. So that was really their explanation. And then Hassan Bennett had said, you know, I reinvested most of the money that I made back into the community, holding community events. So his position is really this money didn't even go to me. It went back to helping the community. Okay, got it. Now, you also spoke with some experts, for example, at the Good Government Group Committee of 70, and you kind of had them gut check the payments, you know, say, is this above board? Is it not? What did they tell you? Yeah, Pat Christmas of the Committee of 70 said that he felt he didn't know why commissioners felt like they could bill for things that were not hearings. He was of the position that the law was very plain spoken and didn't allow for that. And then we also had a former mm -hmm. commissioner, Benjamin Lerner who actually was a Philadelphia Court of Common Pleas judge for decades. And he felt that it was very explicit, that there were very strict limitations on what commissioners could bill for, and that he did not feel comfortable billing for anything other than meetings and hearings. Mr. Lerner told me that he took a very liberal interpretation of the word meaning, and he still did not bill more than $1,500 for the same period. So you had two commissioners that billed almost two and three times more than any of their colleagues did. Okay, Isaac, I kind of want to take a step back and talk more about what this group's mission is. So the Citizens Police Oversight Commission was created by a vote of Philly citizens, and this came out of these police reforms in 2020, when there was this large national conversation about uh, police accountability, tell me a little bit about what this group is supposed to be doing. How are they supposed to be serving the city? It's really unfortunate 
that something like this happens because it really detracts from the mission of police oversight, reform, and accountability. CPOC is one of the is one of the rare police watchdogs in the nation that has subpoena power. That's a lot of power. Okay. Right? They can compel officers to cooperate in investigations that they conduct. That's major, much needed in Philadelphia. Mm. And they do other things, right? The the staff compiles uh, reports. They just released a report recently that talked a little bit about the disciplinary system. So we saw a stark roughly 40% reduction in the number of disciplinary cases that are being resolved with training and counseling. And just to be clear, training and counseling is, is tantamount to a slap on the wrist. So th these are officers that were in some cases committing repeated violations of serious policy and they were getting off with a slap on the wrist. That is no longer happening now that we have an agency that has a lot of power, a lot of oversight over the police department. What you're talking about, this this sounds really important. And yet, Isaac, this isn't the first scandal within the commission, even this year. Over the summer, you know, you were reporting that three of the nine members of this commission resigned. And, you know, as they were leaving, they kind of lodged some allegations of misconduct. So so what happened then? Yeah. And that was relating to the executive director search. Uh, three of these commissioners felt like uh, a faction of their colleagues were pushing for a candidate, Richard Rivera, who was actually a former police officer with union ties. And these three commissioners who resigned felt like the legislation uh, and the parameters of the search explicitly forbade anybody who was a former police officer who had worked at one point for a police union or had union ties of taking that job. Oh, wow. The other commissioners, including the chairman, Jolly Hatchet, felt otherwise and actually went on the record at a meeting saying that the language wasn't that clear. Uh, those commissioners resigned in protest and their seats still are vacant to this day. A selection committee still has not been impaneled to find their replacements. And we have no word on when that might happen. I've reached out several times to the city, to councilmen, Jones's office, who was the big proponent of the CPOC legislation, and it's just crickets. So we really don't know when those other three commissioners will be seated. And, and really, like, the, the agency is in somewhat of a dire strait. So, Isaac, how does all of this dysfunction and bad publicity impact the mission of the commission, you know, and the trust that they're supposed to be building between police and the public? This is a body that has been bogged down by petty infighting over issues that are not germane to police reform. They're supposed to be focusing on doing things like they have done. And let's give them the credit when it's due. They did forcefully call for Officer Mark Dial. And he, just to be clear, he's the officer who fatally shot Eddie Irizarry there in Kensington a couple months ago. And they came out forcefully and called for his fire. These are the types of things okay. that CPOC are supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know, looking ahead, there has been this debate. OK, is the law clear enough about what the commissioners can get paid for? Is there an effort or an attempt to, to clarify that in the works? Yeah, absolutely. General counsel Catherine Twigg, she's the lawyer for the 
Citizens Police Oversight Commission, she's actually in the process of drafting up a policy that would outline clearly once and for all what commissioners can and cannot bill for. She has to devote her time to this crafting this policy rather than the bread and butter reform work. Isaac Avalucia, thank you so much for your reporting and for coming on CityCast Philly. Thank you for having me. To read Isaac's full story, check out the link in our show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this episode about whether the police watchdog needs a watchdog, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and be sure to hit that subscribe button. Sign up for our morning newsletter, Hey Philly, to learn more about what Philly's talking about. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye.